The Anaheim Ducks have been mathematically eliminated from the playoffs for the fourth year in a row, but hey, at least the kids are doing well, right? And I'll give my three stars later on. Let's hit the music. You're Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks. This is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for over a decade. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. And also, thank you for your continued support. It's greatly appreciated. Don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, and a plethora of others. And this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. And if you put some money on the Ducks making the playoffs back in January, uh, you just lost that money. If you bet on the Ducks not making the playoffs and had those long odds back in January, if you were one of the people that did not believe in the Ducks and said, oh, they're going to fall apart, you just made a lot of money. Because the Anaheim Ducks, for the fourth consecutive year, will not be able to have the opportunity to raise Lord Stanley's Cup. For the fourth year in a row, the Anaheim Ducks are eliminated from playoff contention. The last time they made the playoffs was back in 2018, where they finished with 101 points. That team had pretty decent expectations, and they promptly got swept out of the playoffs by the San Jose Sharks. The last time the Ducks made any kind of big run was back in 2017, when you had that whole team of Kessler, Perry, and Getze, and you had young guys coming up like uh, some guys named Raquel and Silverberg, and that team went far. That team also had good expectations. That was their fifth consecutive Pacific Division title. They made it all the way to the conference finals, only to fall to the Nashville Predators in six games. But hey, at least we'll always have that great, great comeback against the Oilers in 2017, right? Yeah, we'll always have the comeback on Catella. That, to me, is probably the last truly great moment for the Ducks. It, it's been five years. We're coming up on five years since the comeback on Catella. That's too long. That's way too long. And now the Ducks enter yet another summer with way more questions than answers, especially this season when you consider the, not the expectations, but the hope, the hope that the Ducks gave fans at the beginning of this season. You had Trevor Zegras, who looked really good towards the end of training camp, towards the end of exhibition season. And there were some fans saying, yeah, make Trevor the first line center. Nope, that didn't happen. Dallas Eakins, insisted that he put Trevor on the second or third line. And there were times earlier this season where, once again, Trevor Zegras, for whatever reason, got benched. Or Zegras would be put in questionable lines. And there were a lot of times this season, and probably still for the remainder of this season, where he's just not put in a position to succeed. He's not put in a position to flourish. That's one of the many reasons why the Ducks are not making it. Injuries happen to every team but there were some key injuries that happened at the worst times for the Ducks so that has a lot to do with it as well 
there was the long break. The Ducks were fortunate enough, well, maybe not now looking back, but at the time, the Ducks were fortunate enough to not have that many games delayed and not be overrun by COVID at the start of the season. So that record they had at the turn of the year, they were right in the thick of things, right around that first place area by December 31st. Month of January, they were still kind of hovering around there. They were still in second place in the division. They were still in very good standings, and it looked good. And then the All-Star break hit. Actually, then the last game before the All-Star break happened. That overtime loss right before the All-Star break. You kind of got the sense that's a bad loss to take into the break, and I hope that doesn't wreck them for the rest of the season, and in fact it did. The long layoff they had around the break. They had about two weeks off, except for Gibby, Zegris, and Terry, who participated in All-Star festivities. The team was pretty much on break for two weeks, and then you had only three games during that stretch of time, during the quote-unquote Olympic break. After that long layoff, they lost their mojo. It was gone. It was all gone. And now we see officially that the Ducks are not going to be playing in the Sunday Cup playoffs. And the time that I've been covering this team, they have not made the playoffs. It It's sad. It, it's really sad to see that this team is doing everything in its power to... I don't. I want to choose my words carefully here, because the Ducks have a lot of terrific young talent on this team. You got some great guys coming up. You got Jamie Dreisler. You got Trevor Zegers, obviously. You've got Blake McLaughlin coming in. You've got some guy named Mason McTavish, who's going to be awesome later on. You got some young guys on there. You got Troy Terry on that team. Troy Terry, for goodness sakes, he's quite good too. I like Terry a lot, but I've always loved Troy Terry. You got Sonny Milano. He's still very young as well. You got Isaac Lundestrom, who is still improving, but, you know, he's still there. And then you got some great young goaltenders up in the pipeline, and one in particular that I love talking about, Lukas Dostal. I mean, Dostal is in the pipeline. He's still young too. Dostal is still very young. So you've got all these great guys coming up on the system. The future is going to look good. And the the good part of the future will come. It will come. We just have to have a little bit of patience and see what Pat Verbeek does on the upcoming offseason, what he does in the draft. I mean, this is this is now going to be on him. Now this is going to be the time where Verbeek builds. And I know a lot of, a lot of people saw this coming, that the Ducks were probably going to not make the playoffs. I, I, I will admit, I was one of those people that said the Ducks are not going to make it. They're, they're still rebuilding. Once former general manager Bob Murray, who I happened to run into yesterday. Um, yeah, that, that's another story for not this podcast. But I happened to run into him. You know, he admitted that this was going to take a couple of years. I mean, he anticipated at least a two-year rebuild. And if that's what's happening here, this is year one of this. So is next year going to be year two of the rebuild? Is it going to be time to tank again? Are we going to be going for Bedard later on? 
I mean, what w- what's going on here? I mean, they're second to last in the division right now. They're not going to make the playoffs. And depending on what happens this offseason, there's a chance they might not make the playoffs next season as well, especially given all the players that they just sold off, selling off Ricard Raquel, among other players. It, it's tough, selling off Hampus Lindholm. I mean, I could go on with the players that they gave up, but they got a lot of money to spend, and this is going to be an interesting summer for the Ducks, which is now officially come to fruition, and we'll see how it goes. But hey, at least we have the San Diego goals, right? They're bound to make the playoffs, right? Uh, that's not guaranteed either. Yeah, um, I mean, I'll talk about this more on Thursday. Maybe by Thursday, they'll have clinched the playoff spot, but given how the goals just did against the Abbotsford Canucks, that's not a guarantee either. Hopefully, the Tucson Roadrunners will continue to choke and lose, and we'll see the San Diego goals in the playoffs again. So at least there's that. Stay positive. Try to try to stay positive, folks. I, I, I know it's hard. I, I know it's very tough. But let's try to stay positive in the midst of what's shaping up to be, frankly, another lost season. Yeah, that's where I'm at with this right now. All right, we're going to head into the first intermission. But first, let's talk about Athletic Greens, which I recently started trying. And, you know, I don't really have the time to take all these pills, take vitamins. I don't even like taking pills or vitamins. I hate it. My dog hates taking her pills. I I am not a pills person. But I wanted better gut health, more energy, and I wanted a supplement that actually tastes pretty good and wanted to see what the hype was about. And that's when I began trying Athletic Greens. So what is this? With one scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the good things. So what else I like about it is... It's cheaper than buying my coffee. I don't even drink coffee anymore. That habit is now gone. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements that I need by myself. And I'm investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance supply. It's also got over 7,000 five-star reviews, and it's recommended by professional athletes like the ones you see on the ice. So, right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day, and that's it. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. That is Athletic Greens. All right, coming up after the intermission, we're going to talk about the games over the weekend. And later on, I will give my three stars of the week. Stay locked in. The blues you can never Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks. This is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm just going to let this play for, for a little bit. 
Yeah, we're definitely feeling the blues. On the realization that the Ducks have been eliminated from the playoffs once again, and I'll give this band their credit, their just due, this is the Mad Hat Hucksters. They're a local San Diego-based band, because at least we have to have some optimism for the San Diego goals. So this is a San Diego-based band. Once again, the Mad Hat Hucksters. Check them out on Instagram and thank them for the great music that we have playing here sometimes. All right. I'm just going to let him, let it keep playing. I'm going to let it keep playing for another little bit while I talk about what happened over the weekend and why I'm doing three stars today. I'm doing three stars today because tomorrow's Tuesday. The Ducks play the Florida Panthers tomorrow on Tuesday. I'll be talking with Armando Velez from Locked on Panthers. It'll be Los Patos versus Los Gatos. That'll be tomorrow afternoon at 4 p.m. So, yeah, if if you want to watch your Ducks, hey, you know what? Maybe they'll give Florida a run for their money, or maybe the Ducks will score three goals and blow the lead because the Ducks blow leads, one, and two, Florida just has some freaking amazing comebacks this season. So that's why three stars are today. So what happened over the weekend? Hey, at least we have something fun to talk about. And that's the fact that the Ducks did win a game. They beat the Philadelphia Flyers. And to me, I think this was more of a homecoming for the one and only Anthony Stolarz. I make I don't hide this. I don't make any qualms. Stoli's one of my favorite players on the Ducks for a plethora of reasons. He's great to talk to. You know, he had the greedy mask, so it was good to see him playing in Philadelphia again. And the Edison, New Jersey native, you know, kind of grew up around that area. Edison, New Jersey is not that far from Philadelphia. In fact, if you look at a map, Edison, it's kind of relatively close to New York, but it's not that far from Philadelphia. And he did spend a lot of time watching games in New York, but he also spent some time dropping down to Philadelphia and watching some Flyers games. So, you know, for him to go back to his home, like kind of his home area-ish, and play in front of those fans once again, good for him. Good for him. I liked seeing it. And Stoli had, well, he had a rough start to that game. Two quick goals from the Flyers, one from Travis Sanheim, one from Ronnie Attard. Right away, the Ducks called a timeout two minutes into the game. Anthony Stolarz gave up two goals in two minutes. And I I saw some on Twitter saying, oh, Stolarz, it's just not his day. Like, he just doesn't have it. Maybe just take him out right now. Um, no, that would have been the wrong call. It was only two goals. There was 58 minutes left in the game. Calm down. And calm down he did because Stolarz was almost perfect the rest of the way. He saw a ton of shots and stopped almost all of them. For what it's worth, the Ducks, they looked good after that. They had a couple of really high-quality chances, you know, towards the end of the first period. I mean, the Ducks didn't get their first shot on goal until, like, 10 minutes in. That was bad. And Max Comtois did not look good in any stretch. He didn't look good in that first period. But you know who did look good? 
Jamie Drysdale. I mean, yes, he did take a penalty, but he picked Hayes' pocket on the neutral zone. And Jamie Drysdale, I'm sorry, the now 20-year-old Jamie Drysdale nearly put in the goal himself. And I think that was a catalyst of things to come because Drysdale showed the hustle on that play. He kind of had this look like, come on, guys, let's get going. To have a 20-year-old say this to the rest of the team, like, hey, let's get going. I love that from Jamie Drysdale. I love that he's already starting to show bits and pieces of maturity. He's starting to show a little bit of leadership from a 20-year-old for him to kind of help, you know, rally the troops and make that kind of play and say, oh, we're, we're awake now. We, we see you. We see you, Jamie Drysdale. So I, I like that a lot. And then later on in the second period, Drysdale had a blast of a shot off of Martin Jones, the, I guess, former and now maligned former Sharks goalie. He didn't look good on this game either. The Ducks love Martin Jones. They love scoring off of him. And you know who scored? Frank! Sonny Milano off the Drysdale rebound, made it 2-1 to one Flyers. And then just like that, just a minute later, Zach Aston Reese, he scored his fourth. All of a sudden, it's a 2-2 game. Then on the power play, oh, baby, Trevor Zegras with kind of a spin move goal. He put on the spin cycle, and I went, oh, baby, that looked good. That looked really, really good. I, I like watching Z play. Z just has this kind of infectious energy, this imaginative state where he can just score some great goals. And he did. He absolutely did on that one. So that gave the Ducks a 3-2 lead. Then Provorov scored kind of one that squibbed by Stolarz. That was the one he wanted back. Tied things up at three. Zegris scored his second of the game on an assist from the Elite 1C. And then the Elite 1C scored one himself against his old team, making it 5-3 Ducks. That was your final on Saturday. Ducks won that one 5-3. So at least they broke the streak. They won at Philadelphia. Things look good, right? Uh, Not so much because after that, the Ducks went into Carolina. And that was a game that you want to forget. You had some stupid crap happening with Andrei Shvechnikov. A lot of fans don't like what they saw. I eventually did watch that game this morning. And what I could say is, Shvech, what the heck are you doing? You, You do not pull some kind of stupid crap and expect to get off the hook. I mean, I don't blame Ryan Getzloff going after Speck at all. Good by the captain. Oh, by the way, Ryan Getzloff's back. Hooray. Yeah, good on Getzy for defending his teammates. I like that a lot. That's what you want from your captain. And the other good, Troy Terry, a sweet goal on a sweet pass from Trevor Zegras. Terry's 32nd of the season. But Carolina scored two more in the end. 5-2 was the final score in favor of Carolina. The Hurricanes are just a very good team. And John Gibson, I mean, he looked okay. Did he look great? Uh, I I mean, again, he looked okay. He gave up four goals again, even though he saw a ton of shots, 42 to be exact. You know, it just, it just wasn't his day. It really is time to rest Gibby for the rest of the season. I said give him the start against Carolina. Give Gibby two more starts this season. There's another back-to-back later on, so give Gibby that start as well. You know, give Gibson 
the final start of the season for the final home game. Give, give him that start and maybe Columbus or the Kings. One of those two home games. Give Gibby a start there. Two, two when that's it. That's all I ask. There's eight games left. Give Gibby two starts and give Stoli the other six. I think Stoli deserves it. I think Stolarz has been good for the Ducks in goal this season. So what are you doing, Dallas? One, Just two more starts for Gibby. That's it. All right. We're going to head into the second intermission and get to the final part of our program quickly. But I want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by Bet Online, which has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. And with the Frozen Four just finishing. And by the way, congrats to the Denver Pioneers. I sincerely wish that I had put my money where my mouth was because I did say Denver would win it, and they did. So I really, really wish I had put money on both of those games on Denver. I would have made a pretty penny. And you can too if you want to try your hands at some of these props and odds and lines. If you want to make a bet and take a take a fun little risk, then head over to Bet Online right now. And Bet Online is where the game starts, and especially starting soon, the NBA playoffs and the Stanley Cup playoffs. All of that is there on Bet Online, which is the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network, and please gamble responsibly. And this is also brought to you by Built Bar, which is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And folks, Built Bars are good for you. They come in 18 great flavors covered in a chocolate fondue. But you also have the Built Puffs. And I will be ordering soon some more of the Churro Puffs because I'm running low. Churro Puffs are amazing cinnamon-flavored marshmallowy goodness. That is not only great tasting, but it is good for you too. In fact, Built Bars on average are only about 130 to 170 calories only 4 grams of sugar, and packed with at least 17 grams of protein. So if you want to try it now, head over to Built.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Once again, that's Built.com, promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar ever. All right. Speaking of college, I just, once again, I'm going to chew my own horn here. I'm going to toot my own horn. I said Denver would win it because there were some holes in Michigan's game. And sure enough, Denver beat him. But how about Denver scoring five goals in the third period against the Minnesota State Mavericks? And they were not just gimmies too. Like you could see the air being slowly sucked out of the Mavericks sails. Yes, I did watch that third period and just kind of had this look of <laughs> who the heck called this? Like, this is this is great. Good for these kids. And you know who had a little bit to say about it? Troy Terry. Troy Terry, the University of Denver alum. You could bet that Troy Terry was damn happy to see his Pioneers win it all. So once again, congrats to University of Denver winning the NCAA Men's Hockey National Championship. Yeah. All right, I'm going to give my three stars, and unfortunately, Terry is not one of those stars this week. I would love to give Terry a star. Uh, He just had the one goal this week. It was a good goal, but it was in a loss. That was all he had this week. 
my number one star this week as as if you had to ask it's trevor zegris of course it's trevor zegris trevor zegris should be the first star every week but in this case he definitely is the first star most points for the ducks this past week four to be exact one against calgary two against the flyers and one against the hurricanes three goals which led the team this week and one apple for four points including that highlight reel turnaround shot goal by trevor zegris oh by the way he also attempted the michigan again he attempted the michigan in front of Shvek, who by the way Sveshnikov has had two lacrosse goals in his career. Hey, so is Trevor Zegras. Who do you think is going to get the third one? I'm going to put my money on Trevor Zegras. In fact, I bet that Bet Online they should have that on their website. Who's going to score the next lacrosse goal? Trevor Zegras or the field? I'd put my money on Zegras every day of the week. So he tried it. Darn near did it. Almost had it. But, you know, give credit to Zegras for trying it again. And now seeing that the players are kind of being aggressive on that side, they have to respect his shot. They have to respect his passing ability as well. So good to see Z get the first, my first star of the week for the Ducks. My second star of the week, you know, I got to give it to the elite 1C, Derek Grants. He had three points this week, one goal, two assists. I thought he looked pretty good with the rest of the guys this week. And Derek Grants... If you can believe this, you ready for this? Derek Grant, this season, this season, has 24 points. That matches his career high. He's got 13 goals this season. That's almost a career high. That is one away from his career high goals, which he set two seasons ago as a member of the Ducks. Actually, it was 15 total that season, 14 for the Ducks, one with the Flyers. So he's kind of having career numbers right now. I mean, for what it's worth, he's looked pretty decent this season. I'm not going to say he's the best player ever, but, you know, he hasn't looked horrible. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. He hasn't looked all that horrible. And he's still doing okay on the faceoff dot. He still serves a purpose. He still has a role on this team. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll go with that. My third star of the week, and... I have to give it to Jamie Drysdale this week. Jamie Drysdale, even though he only had two points, I have to give him a lot of praise because I think he has stepped up in a big way later on in the season. I think he's beginning to show signs of maturity. He is starting to become more responsible on the defensive end as evidenced by that great play trying to pick pick pockets and nearly get goals and go one-on-one by himself. He's starting to protect the puck better than he did last season. And yes, I know it's only two points this week, but who cares? They were two good points for him this past week. Two good assists and almost a goal. But you have to look at the overall package of Jamie Drysdale. His skating is still among the best of the rookies. He's got 30 points this season. You know, that is nothing to sneeze at. 30 points, I would say, is a good season for for a defenseman, especially for a rookie defenseman. 30 points this season. Four goals, 26 apples. 26 assists on the season for Jamie Drysdale. That is among the team leaders. You know what? I cannot wait to see him flourish even more next season. 
He's played nearly every game this year, and he puts in the work. I could tell that Jamie Drysdale is putting in the work and making little improvements week by week, month by month. And this week, I feel, was a stride in the positive direction. In fact, looking at hockey stack cards for the game against the Flyers, that was one of his best games of the season. Game score of 2.62, one of his highest. Another one of his highest was also against the Flyers back when they played at the Ponda in January. So Drysdale maybe just loves playing against Philadelphia, but he, he looked good on that game. So once again, my three stars of the week, Zegris, number one, Grant, number two, Drysdale, number three. Those are my three Ducks stars of the week, and that will do it for today's podcast. Once again, tomorrow I'll be joined by Armando Velez from Locked on Panthers. We're going to preview Tuesday's game, talk a little bit of Ducks, talk a little bit of Panthers, and talk a little bit more about any news that happens between now and then. So once again, Thank you so much for listening. This podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, and a plethora of others. Also, also, I want to give a shout out to Locked on NHL, who does a tremendous job every week. You have Gil Martin there doing his thing on Mondays. You got Western Conference Wednesdays with Sarah Avampato and Jess Balmasto on Tuesdays. You've got Chris Maselli on there. You've also got Mikey DeStefano on there. you got a slew of great hosts on the Locked On NHL Network. So make Locked On NHL your second listen of the day. Once again, thank you all so much. You can follow me on Twitter at SnippyJD. Haha, <laughs> I almost met. <laughs> I'm leaving this in, folks. My personal Twitter is at SnippyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. (laughs) Once again, thanks for hanging with me through all my mistakes. Oh, let's just, let's just finish it. My, yeah, my dog's staring at me. It's, it's time to go. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another and Ducks fly together. (laughs) 